0: Kate gives a toast and is like, here's to an unforgettable weekend. So 70 to 80% of these people are now marked for death. Hello and welcome back to Witch Fix. Today is another movie episode. I apologize, I'm just getting very into getting through finally the the heaps and heaps of films that I just haven't seen. Uh, And also I'm trying to read some of my non-witch books at the moment so we get a little unbalanced, I'm aware of it, I apologize. But anyway, jumping straight in, I knew nothing about this film because it doesn't have a Wikipedia page and Wikipedia is where I get all my information. Not just kidding, Wikipedia does actually help with the plot summaries and stuff, but I found the IMDb page There wasn't a huge amount of information on there i'd never seen nor heard of any of the actors but i do know that this film came out in 2017. it's called seven witches and um, at the top of this i'm going to just trigger warn for mentions and depictions of suicide mentions of bulimia and drugs and alcoholism light mentions slash featuring now the only plot summary i could find for this because i I didn't watch it on dvd so i didn't have the back of the box to go on for plot summary the only summary i could find was on imdb and it is very short and goes thusly carnage death and despair await the ignoble remnants of a persecuted family who assemble for the wedding of their daughter on the eve of an evil 100 year old curse that is almost entirely not what the film is about Uh, it makes it sound like the remnants of the family are the ones under a curse and that they are the ones going to be the victims in this little story but they are not as we shall soon see the film opens at some point in the unspecified past with kind of a, a an instagram filter of sepia washed outedness slapped over everything two girls are running from a guy wearing a combo of gas mask and chain mouth face protector so i'm unsure at what time period this is meant to be but pretty sure that was never a thing one of the girls instantly gets shot in the back and the other runs to a small group of farming people who are then also cut down by gunfire and she is eventually cornered and killed but as she is awaiting death to come she does appear to be chanting or saying something so maybe that's a curse i don't know it's never explained also the kind of the first shot of the film before we get to these girls is just a body washed up on a beach it's not clear if they are a man or a woman i'm not sure whose side they were on this is never referenced again and I have no idea who that was or why they were drowned, what was happening even unclear. We then cut to the present day and we get some shots of travelling on a ferry and in a car with this couple who do not appear to be talking but they are sharing a lot of awkward glances so I'm guessing something is going on. It gets to nearly five minutes into the film before the first line of spoken dialogue. That line is, well, so that was worth waiting for they arrive at a hotel and the woman thanks the guy for the ride and he seems like he's about to say something but then doesn't. I've no idea who these people are but thankfully they are then introduced. The woman is called Katie or Kate and she's gone inside the hotel to meet her family consisting of Mr and Mrs Boyle. Uh, The woman is referred to as Stephanie so I'm assuming that she's a stepmother of some kind Um, but Kate is making the excuses as to why Cody uh, assuming that's her boyfriend is not coming in and then he does come in and she seems to be very annoyed that he has not left uh, as he was presumably meant to and we kind of understand their relationships in a little bit of trouble that they're not talking about it to her parents we then meet her sister rose who is blonde and appears to be uh, engaged to a woman called agatha or aggie both of them are wearing like black kind of gothic dresses that are like really long And quite subdued, and and Katie asks jokingly if they're now Amish, which I didn't really get at the time, but it becomes more obvious when you see like more of a full shot of them how odd and out of place these outfits they are wearing are. In quick succession, we kind of learn the roles of the family. Rose is the sister who has a lot of problems, a lot of issues. Katie is the normal one in the family who doesn't seem to cause problems but who does seem to be the one who's trying to hold everything together and getting very stressed her dad is a recovering alcoholic and stephanie his new wife slash girlfriend is his like 12 step buddy um so that's how they met and she's very into sobriety and seems to be keeping a close watch on him rose and katie have a brief private conversation in which katie admits that Cody proposed to her and she turned him down which explains all the tension and Rose asked her to keep a kind of wrap on this so as not to spoil the wedding weekend which is fair enough although this is the last time I will be saying that about anything that Rose does because if there's a real villain of this story it's her. They then have like a sort of montage of the most unappetizing white people looking food ever. Like this is the kind of food I assume people are talking about when they're like, white people food, because it's literally like a boiled chicken breast and a spoonful of mixed veg in very exposed, harsh fluorescent lighting on a plate, and then some other equally unappetizing things. There's a lot of close-ups of food in this film. This one seemed unjustified. They then get introduced to two other family members who are arriving, Paula, who is um, Katie and Rose's aunt, uh, their dad's sister, and also Grandpa Marty, who is drunk and racist yay Uh, they're apparently going to some disused abandoned place that their dad really had to like twist the arm of the owners to let them use for the wedding and then kate gives a toast and is like here's to an unforgettable weekend so 70 to 80 percent of these people are now marked for death the place they are going for the wedding is fort gunderson which is simultaneously an old army fort and a holiday home which is niche i will grant you it is apparently in a state park that is closed to the public and right away we get some establishing shots showing how remote it is there's like little white farmhouses, but also a lot of like concrete army base stuff and a lot of wide open spaces and big gray sky and it's obviously pretty abandoned aside from the gunderson family who apparently still live there and run the holiday home that they've basically force them into letting out to them the group then instantly splits up because older racist grandpa wanders off and the dad seems to not want to get involved so aunt paula who is apparently tired of his absentee kidism or whatever you call it when kids refuse to look after their elderly parents goes to get high in the woods Uh, katie then goes off to try and find grandpa and cody goes to try and find the gundersons to check them in Katie generally just wanders the empty landscape, giving us some more establishing shots of how empty and spooky this place is. She also finds a weird symbol painted on a wall, which looks like kind of like a sine wave with a slash through it. The meaning of the symbol goes unexplained, but it is a recurring symbol throughout the film. So there you go. When she emerges from an underground set of tunnels, which she decided to go into, for reasons. There's a weirdly dressed Victorian looking dude with some dead pheasants over his shoulder who says that if she's lost he can help her find the way and when she's like nah dude I'm good he's like may the lord bless you and keep you. Which is weird because none of the rest of the people seem to make reference to like the lord or any other creepy religious stuff. He's the only one who does it and only in this one scene. Cody locates the Gunderson's house to check in but no one answers the door so he goes around back and finds some meat just hanging out chilling and then he goes into an outbuilding to like peer in to see if anyone's there and there's a man in there grinding some metal stuff and we see the chainmail mask on the walls so i guess this guy is related to those initial band of hunters Well, i'm guessing were witch hunters because some of these people have got to be witches cody's interrupted in his basically prying by a creepy old woman who uh, interrupts him and takes him away to presumably check everyone in. Meanwhile, Katie is up on a cliff when she sees the woman in black from the movie The Woman in Black just hanging out on a beach. And then the woman walks into the sea and even though Katie shouts hey a bunch and waves her arms, the, the woman then goes completely underwater and disappears. Katie runs down to the beach but finds no sign of the woman. Her cell phone is also apparently not working and she sees an impaled bird. So then she just wanders off and doesn't try to raise the alarm or stay there or try and spot the woman or doesn't really mention it again for the longest time. When she gets back to the guest house where they're all staying, Aggie's family have arrived and they seem fun. They're all dressed head to toe in black and have respectively very tightly pulled back buns and massive whiskers. So I'm guessing they're kind of puritan-esque costuming there so they seem weird and instantly like religious extremists but uh there we go the old-timey guy with the pheasants was henry aggie's brother and we're also introduced to her parents and grandparents who are called eleanor marinus anne and warren um i'll just be referring to them as mum dad grandpa and grandma because who, who has the time We then get a lengthy scene of some fish gutting and the general preparation of a very fish heavy meal. Um, Some of the seasoning applied to this fish comes from a small leather pouch which I assumed was just some sort of puritanical way of storing salt Uh, but this is repeated in a later extensive fish gutting scene so I'm guessing it's something suspicious being put in the food. There we go. We then get a little bit of history about the Sklar family who are yeah aggie's people uh, they say that the fort got built on their land and they were forced off it and slaughtered by people who may not have been the government but definitely had the blessing of the government and that their land was then used to put up forts and crosses and that they have been persecuted widely and i was like i mean the whole country did get stolen from native americans so was it really your land okay mutton chops but there we go Uh, apparently they were persecuted and aggie even says this is why their family originally came to america and that if they've heard of salem this was similar so cementing the idea that her family are witches who have been persecuted in the same way as people in salem that or they were just puritans who set up a town it's a little bit ambiguous it's revealed over this lovely fishy repast that Kate is very picky about food. Uh, But when Rose accuses her of this, she says that it's Rose who's picky about food and they have a little argument. Rose seems way too high strung and needs to calm down. But Katie isn't eating any of the food and she is worried about getting ill or not liking it or various other things. But everyone else is. She is, however, drinking the wine. So I I guess she's getting liquid nourishment. Uh, The puritanical dressed relations seem watchful and sinister throughout this whole dinner but that doesn't seem to bother anyone except maybe katie and her aunt paula aunt paula is my favorite character in this film just putting it out there the boyle family mention like the lack of meat in dinner because it's mostly fish and rose says there will be red meat at the wedding or agnes says that can't remember which one of them but it sounded sinister as fuck. Uh, Rose is still getting very aggro about Kate not eating and the dad takes Kate aside and asks her if it's okay if he gives Rose their mum's wedding ring for her wedding to which Kate begrudgingly agrees to just stall an argument basically. We then see Rose getting a little bit handsy with Cody which is not okay because I mean he is her sister's boyfriend and also she's getting married in like two days. There we go. The dad accidentally drinks some wine uh, when he picks up Rose's cup by accident. Stephanie freaks out about this and to seemingly aggravate her further, he just finishes the cup. So I was expecting him to like full on fall off the wagon. And, and this was basically sabotage to try and rent him a little bit less in control and to try and break up the group further. But it's never really mentioned again. Katie then goes to get high with Aunt Paula because I guess she's as sick of her family as I am. And she decides to confide in Aunt Paula that not only is she breaking up with Cody, but she is also pregnant and is planning to have an abortion when she returns home. And Paula talks a little bit to her about her own experiences and they have a little bonding moment. The Gundersons, meanwhile, talk about how it's definitely then and that they thought the boils were normal, but apparently not. And they also mention the matriarch, who the family would not travel without, but who must be ancient by now. So that's a lot of very sinister stuff unfortunately they are both then murdered by henry who just comes into the house he has a little bit of a chat with the old woman there who says folks here remember what you are and we nearly wiped your family out Uh, but then he does kill her and burns the chainmail mask so there's definitely no love lost there and the gundersons seemingly being only those two people are now out of the picture. Katie and Paula return from getting high in the woods to find uh, Agnes and Rose naked and getting busy by the fire Uh, but then Agnes lights some sort of taper or heats a small metal rod in a lantern it is unclear and starts to like burn the symbol from earlier into Rose's back which Katie finds messed up but which uh, Aunt Paula is quickly to to dismiss as just some sort of game playing thing and after she leaves katie sees the matriarch who is the old woman from the beach appear and continue to trace the symbol so she's a little bit freaked out but paula continues to dismiss this as wine and drug fueled imaginings cody is on the porch talking to agnes's dad when they get back and he seems to be either in a trance a bad actor or drunk i couldn't tell But uh, either way, Katie goes to bed uh, um, after drawing the symbol and just sort of staring at it like she's going to crack this whole thing wide open. But she's not a goth, so she doesn't really stand a chance. Cody, meanwhile, is approached by Rose and Agnes. And after a brief chat, they kind of seduce him and lead him off into the woods. They take him to a very poorly constructed wooden teepee with no walls. So I don't get the point of it being there. And then there is a lengthy probably lengthier than it needed to be definitely uncomfortably so sex scene in which rose um is kind of just making out with cody while he has sex with agnes who also has the symbol on her the scene went on for like five minutes it was too long and we see agnes's family watching from the bushes but then at a crucial moment the matriarch just kind of grabs cody and uh he runs off which is fair Rose and Agnes continue to have sex and Cody gets all the way back to the guest house and just gets into bed in the room he's sharing with Kate. We then get another lengthy fish gutting scene with more liberal use of the weird pouch seasoning. So I'm guessing it's not just like grandma's special blend of herb salt. It's, it's something sinister and that Kate will be the only one spared from this because she's still not eating the food. Uh, which uh, Rose is definitely upset about, but it seems that Katie is not eating because she's experiencing morning sickness. Once Rose makes kind of a veiled mention to how Cody has no problem partaking of what is being offered, he abruptly decides to leave. He just jumps up from the table and is like, welp, that's enough family time for me, guys, and just, just fucks off back to his room. And um, he finds the symbol that Katie has drawn and looks at it for a second while he's packing, but he, he goes out to his car, it, instead of talking to her about it and how it's the same signal that was on Agnes, because maybe he didn't notice during the 45 minutes that they were having sex, he finds that the tyres on his car are flat, and then Henry attacks him and kills him. So Cody's not in the film anymore. Rose and Agnes meanwhile dress for the wedding in even fancier scary black dresses with jewellery featuring the symbol prominently, and um, they decide to go outside and and talk to the wedding party a little bit we find out that the wedding ceremony itself is not going to be christian and that it somehow involves going into the ocean so that sounds fun paula says once they're all assembled outside the guest house that she feels a little bit off and uh, the dad uh, mr boyle also says that he feels a little bit weird Paula decides she needs some time to just kind of settle herself um, because of this weird feeling. And even though Rose is against it, Kate tells her to fuck off and her and Paula go to get high in the woods again. Meanwhile, the rest of the wedding party heads down to the beach. It's worth pointing out at this moment that the atmosphere of the film is very tense. I had no idea what was going to happen. I knew it was going to be bad. It it felt very much kind of like I was watching The Witch or The v vitch it it had that kind of like weird, open landscape, very barren, very unforgiving. And everyone was acting a little bit weird and Puritan. So it had that going for it. I was enjoying myself. It was so far quite a tense movie. When Kate and Paula go into the woods to get high, Henry sees them. And uh, obviously he's gonna go after them at some point. Paula shows Katie a block of like concrete or something with the symbol painted on it and uh, engraved or cast into it uh, the lines, 37 souls we will not forget. So I'm guessing these are the people who were killed in the brutal takeover of their stolen land. Sure enough, Henry then leaves the wedding procession to go after the two missing women and uh, the matriarch appears on the beach uh, for the wedding ceremony katie and paula then find charred bones amongst little white gunderson gravestones and um, paula says that she was at her yesterday and the bones were not there she nudges the pile over to see what kind of bones they are because it's established that she goes hunting frequently and finds a human skull so shit's not good they try and call the police or the skull reporting authorities but the cell phones still are not working paula then finds uh, cody's body just kind of left in a bush um which isn't great body hiding Uh, she tells katie not to come over there to see it and uh, meanwhile the wedding party wades into the sea and forms a lovely circle Uh, agnes gives a little speech in which she says it has been a long time since we held this ceremony blah, 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 but it doesn't seem like they're referring to a wedding ceremony, which uh, becomes more apparent as as they go on. They do, however, give a really nice speech about how our love is as old as the trees, our love is as old as the sea, which I thought was great and could be transplanted into anyone's wedding vows. Meanwhile, Paula and Katie run to the Gundersons' house. They find all the blood there and rightly assume that something bad has happened. They then take a gun and from the wall to defend themselves, and Henry arrives at the Gundersons' house also. Back at the beach, the ritual ceremony is progressing. The matriarch says they are going to welcome Rose into the fold, that their blood flows from ancient spheres and various other unsettling stuff. She also says to Rose that your sacrifice is for a greater purpose, and that the pain she feels will be swift. So it kind of looks like Rose is going to be sacrificed at this point. Meanwhile, Katie lures Henry upstairs by banging and crashing around, allowing uh, Aunt Paula to sneak up behind him and kill him. So that's pretty good. Henry's out of the picture. The ritual at the beach then continues and then literally, split second, blink and you miss it, every member of Agnes's family grabs a member of Rose's family and drowns them in the sea. So that's pretty shocking. Uh, Rose then freaks out because apparently this was not covered in the rehearsal dinner and she was not told about it prior to this moment. So I'm confused as to what she thought was going to happen, but whatever. Up on a cliff, Katie and Paul see what's happening and Katie tries to shoot a member of Agnes's family but misses because this rifle seems to be not very accurate. The pair of them then tear ass into the woods because the family comes after them but Paula quickly realises she cannot go very far because she has been weakened by whatever has been put in their food. She then reloads the gun for Katie and tells her to run and call the police and get to safety while she sacrifices herself as a distraction because she is the real MVP. Paula also pulls another boss-ass move because while she's sort of unable to walk and just sort of leaning against a fence post, waiting for the family to come and get her, she uh is just lying there and then they rock up and she reveals that she's cut her wrists so that they cannot kill her because she's already dead basically and then the last thing we hear from her is just a characteristic wine aunt giggle uh, which is amazing and definitely how she deserved to go out meanwhile kate has a sort of freak out in a nearby clearing We then get some close-up meat prep as a change from the close-up fish gutting. It's revealed that this meat is people and that those people are Rose's family and that Rose's family is being eaten by Agnes's family, which is also apparently something that they didn't discuss. Rose is not happy. She's just kind of sitting off to one side being not happy. But then Agnes comes over and tries to entice her into eating a bit of her own dad. So this marriage is clearly already in trouble. Agnes says that uh, Rose claims to hate her family, so how is this a big deal? Um, Rose says that Agnes lied to her about what was going to happen, but doesn't actually cover what she thought was going to happen, so there we go. Rose then asks Agnes to just kill her, and then the two of them scuffle, because, uh, I mean, they've got a lot of issues. However, when um, Warren agnes's dad gets up to deal with rose i guess by stabbing her with his tiny knife he gets shot in the back by katie and uh katie then just sort of stands there for a bit while the assembled family just looks at her like they don't particularly care that she's there while kate is briefly distracted looking around her agnes slits rose's throat and rose falls down bleeding to death Katie then just looks at her for like a long moment while Rose just keeps saying that she's sorry while also bleeding to death. And this is the coldest thing in Cold Town. This is like fucking Frozen 3 Katie's revenge because she just takes the wedding ring off of Rose's blood covered finger and says, be sorry, and then fucks off. Which Rose deserved, don't get me wrong, because she was fucking stupid Uh, and it was it was kind of nice to see that even at the like the end katie didn't have a massive turnaround on how she felt about her sister she was like nah you live like an annoying bitch you'll die like one too she fucks off katie then hunts agnes through the woods and to the concrete tunnels she's attacked by mum and grandma and uh, kills them both which is great she does get a teeny bit stabbed but she's okay she then chases Agnes into a bunker and is shut down there by Grandpa. She then fights Agnes, and uh, after the scuffle, Agnes runs off again. She corners her on the beach as much as it's possible to corner someone in a wide open space and shoots her, uh, but then Agnes starts laughing and stabs Katie in the leg. So Katie's now a, a little bit at a disadvantage. This doesn't stop her from drowning Agnes in the shallow water, so Agnes is now dead. There's three minutes left in the film and I was thinking okay I'm enjoying myself. This is all good. I kind of I really like Paula. I miss her. Katie's doing an okay job at being the final girl here. We've got some interesting stuff going on. The atmosphere is still very very tense. Can they land this plane? Are the last three minutes of this film gonna live up to the build-up of the rest of it? The answer to that is no. Here is what happened. Katie confronts the matriarch who is not the last member of the family because grandpa is still out there somewhere. He has never seen or heard from again. What happened to grandpa? But she confronts the matriarch. The matriarch kind of smiles slightly at her and seems to even nod her head a little bit. Like she is giving what is about to happen her blessing. And then Katie shoots her with the rifle. And then the film ends. So that's not really what I was looking for in terms of an ending to this movie. Living aside that we don't know what happened to grandpa. Um... <laughs> There are still some other unanswered questions for instance nobody in the film actually says the word witch it's just the title of the film that tells us that seven people are witches and they happen to be seven members of agnes's family so i'm guessing that they were witches and that they have come back to their land to perform a ritual to join rose to their witch family the fact that she doesn't seem to want to be part of this seems dumb because really if she's not on board then what are you really hoping to achieve by bringing her into the family also it's unclear what purpose killing the rest of Rose's family had um, or why they needed to be eaten it just seems like this is a family of cannibals and it's only the title of the film that tells us that they are actually witches so that's kind of disappointing the beginning part of the film also doesn't make a lot of sense with the kind of flashback Because we don't find out who the body on the beach is meant to be. And when I went back to the beginning to see if the woman who was doing the chanting before she got murdered had a cut on her face, matching the scar that the matriarch had, she did not. So I'm confused as to who the matriarch is meant to be in this scenario. I was hoping that there would be some kind of twist, where we would find out that the Boyle family were actually historically involved in this conflict and that they played a role in it. and That's why they were there maybe that's why they needed Rose to like join the group. Maybe they are a line of witches themselves and have just forgotten about their family history. But no, nothing like that happens. Katie just kind of wastes the the matriarch and then credits. I was hoping for more. I was hoping that the fact that Katie was pregnant would maybe become relevant, that her child would then be like the last in her line of witches or that maybe she was the real reason that they were all here and that rose was just a means to an end to get katie there it feels like the the film had a lot of potential it had a great setting the acting was pretty good the writing was good the music was also great it was really tense it built up all this atmosphere and then nothing happened so there you go i compared it earlier to the witch and i feel like if The Witcher just sort of stopped without that end scene where Thomasin walks into the woods to like join the sabbat, it wouldn't have been a good film. This film needed that scene. It needed something on the end to just go, aha, there is weight at the end of this movie. There is some sort of climax to the unbearable tension that we have built up. But instead that there's nothing and then it ends too quickly, so I was disappointed. But all in all, I did actually quite enjoy the movie. It had a lot of like shocks and stuff in it that were just kind of enough to, to keep me interested, even though the plot didn't seem to be going anywhere. And I did really enjoy the moment at which um, Rose died. And Kate was just like, you know what? Fuck this bitch. I'm out. So that alone was really worth watching for. If you know of any other films uh, similar to this one or just generally like witchy, let me know because I'll add them onto the list of other stuff that I need to watch. But in the meantime, I hope you enjoyed this review and uh, I will see you in the next one. Bye!